Welcome to Cooking the Books, the food and hospitality podcast discussing all aspects of the industry. We interview chefs, butchers, brewers, winemakers, restaurateurs, restaurant managers, and we talk about how they got to this point, through the good times and the bad, and what they've got planned for the future. This is Cooking the Books. This week on the podcast, we had Adam De Silva, the chef owner of Coda and Tonka restaurants here in Melbourne. Adam's got his fingers in many pies. He's a super entrepreneurial chef. And um, it was really interesting to, to sit down and talk to him and, and listen to his views and how he manages two restaurants. And they're, they're very different, as you'll hear all about, about them. We got into this conversation mid-conversation because we were sat down we we're just chatting and and I realized we were up and running and I hit record so you miss about f- about three minutes of him just explaining about his family and what his his heritage and we're talking about um as we get as he's bottling sauces so yeah we're just up and running before before I knew it so I guess that's my fault my bad I hope it doesn't affect the podcast too which I'm pretty sure it won't there's heaps of, of great content in this this is the last episode of 2019 coming into Christmas and we're all running out of time to, to do them. So I hope everyone enjoyed it. I want to say a massive thank you for all the, the original listeners that have shared and told the friends and thank you all the new listeners for getting on board. We broke that top 10, like I've mentioned before, in the iTunes charts this year, which was a massive goal of ours. And thank you very much. I hope everyone has a great Christmas, a fantastic new year, and uh, I'll see you in the new year when I'll be a good old 40. I hit 40 this year, so fuck me. Now... Over to the show. We used to do about 300 bottles uh, every, every season. Yeah, far out. So, and that used to last through the whole year. You know, having a bottle, having a bottle of uh, tomato sauce every day with your pasta. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. It, and you, lived, you, you worked in the market, the market? Was it the market? Yeah, the market, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Italy, yeah. That, that, yeah. That, that was about, uh, when did I do that? Back in nine, 2002. Yeah, so I went back to when I visited my mum's. Homeland, so she's from originally from Abruzzo in Sulmona, so I went there, but then I started working in actually in, um, in Umbria. I did, I was, I was there for a couple of months and I, it was nice, but I didn't, wasn't really giving me what I wanted. So I rang a mate who I worked with in Australia. So well, when I worked, when I was cooking Italian back at, at Cozzi in South Yarra back in 99, about 2002. These couple of guys that were from the La Marca region, I rang them up, I said, What are you guys doing? Because they, they worked in a, an Italian, in a, in a restaurant. It's um, called Il Saragino, which um, is no longer around, but it was a, a pure seafood restaurant. So, you know, traditional seafood restaurant on the beach, on the Adriatic. You know, they'd have a set course, five courses. You know, you'd start with your antipasti, then your primi, and then you'd have your pasta, and then you have your main. And so it was all seafood, which is fantastic. So I was there for the whole season, which is fantastic. And it gave me, you know, it was in a, in a little town. You know, I had a little Vespa. You yeah. know, you work six doubles a week. You know, no, 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 uh, no, no overtime or yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, work. That's it work. It worked. You're work. on or you're yeah, off. Correct, that's correct, it. correct. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, you do, you have one day off and you just knack it. So, but it was just like, this, this whole culture though, was, which, was, which was great because you'd go to work and you'd meet, everyone meeting the ca- at the cafe in, in the town in the morning, have a little coffee. Then you go to work about nine o'clock. 
work for a couple of hours at, at 11 o'clock you, everyone sat down for lunch you know you have a nice vidicure you know you start, you're stuck into the wine already yeah. had a couple of glasses at lunchtime because <laughs> that's what it was it's part of culture yeah, you know yeah yeah and then you do lunch service and then after that you'd go in the afternoon you'd either um, go to go lay, lay on the beach or go have a little 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 rest or so you know lay on the beach and sleep siesta, sleep, siesta yeah, yeah, yeah. which I did and then I, um, about after six months of that I started to put on too much weight because then because <laughs> then I was like you know you, at five thirty you meet everyone again at the same cafe you'd have a little aperitivo yeah. go to work do cook dinner have it for an hour and then you, dinner service didn't start till like seven thirty seven seven thirty yeah so then again you have have dinner another couple of glasses of wine. After after and after service, you, know, you, go, you go to the local bar again, have a couple of beers, yeah, yeah, and then you start sure. and, go to, and then go to bed. And this is like it's like Groundhog Day, six days. A but week, that's what yeah. it was. But you know, you know, and then I started after that. I got I was like, no, this is not good for me. So I started going to the gym. So I stopped drinking. Started going to the gym in the afternoon. Got and got fit. <laughs> well, my wife used to live in in Machirata. Do you know Machirata? Yeah, Machirata. that's where I was. Yeah, yeah, Machirata. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. So my wife. Did Erasmus as a student, really? So she, yeah, so she speaks Italian and Spanish, and she lived in in Macerata, So I I used to visit there quite yeah, a lot. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's a nice. What the the lasagna like? Uh, Vince, Vince, do you know that one? It's like a lasagna. It's a tri- traditional lasagna style dish from the market. It's like layered with awful oh, Vince Grazzi. Vince, yeah, Vince yeah, Grazzi. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we used to eat fucking so much of that. Really? Like you said, the aperitivos. And yeah, the bicicletta we used to have, which is like um, Aperol, white wine, and a bit of a, a little bit of apple white wine and Prosecco. Yeah, yeah. And then on the bars, there's all like little nibbles yeah. and that. It's, fuck, yeah. it's such a good culture. And the passeggiata. Yeah, passeggiata, yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, 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 you yeah, go for a little yeah, stroll. Exactly. So the, the, I actually lived in a town called Loreto, which is like Got the second second biggest church in okay. in, uh, in the market. In the well, we, well, one of them, one of them. It's got the, it's quite I mean, obviously been early quite religious. It had like Jesus's Mary mother, so Mary's house or whatever well, that yeah, 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 he was yeah, born yeah. in or something <laughs> in it. I, don't know. <laughs> I get it, I get it, I get it. <laughs> So, mm. but um, no, the Adriatic was beautiful. It was great. You know, the seafood there, totally different to what you get in Australia, you know. Yeah, Northern Hemisphere, isn't it? Yeah, well? Northern yeah, Hemisphere, yeah. warmer water, yeah. you know, across from Greece, from there, so. What fish was it? Do you remember? Oh, we, we, we used to get a lot of monkfish. Oh, turn, yeah, monkfish. Yeah, yeah, I love turbid, the monkfish. Yeah. The Spiegola, you know, Spiegola. which is which is a, like a brim, some sort oh, of brim. Brim, yeah, 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 a lot. yeah. And yeah. we also used Silver to, brim and grey yeah, brim. And used, used to lose a lot of, um, and, um, Ah, oh, but the different red mullet because it was just a, just tastier. Um, what do we used to call it? Rouge. Not uh, rouge. That's French. But uh, name is anyway. Anyway, anyway the, the, but you know, yeah. Red mullet. And then we used to used to used to use also a lot of um, salt cod or bacala. Oh, bacala. Yeah, bacala. Yeah, but we used yeah. to use fresh. We used to get fresh and cured. Yeah. Okay. As well. And what and the and the row as well. I, when I was in yeah, I was in the yeah, south right. in Italy, and there was just guys with like stalls, and they'd have the rows hanging the up. The potato guy, yeah, the yeah, potato yeah, 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 just hanging up there, like yep. on his it, like a little stall. It was fucking. Yeah, well, there's crazy. only well, there's one chef in Australia that does it now, and that's um, Giovanni Pilu from Pilu. Um, he does it every year, and we actually use it in the restaurant. Oh dear, Kodo and Tonka. Actually, we and he does. He sells it. And we want to produce awards for the delicious and stuff, but he does it every year. Gets a whole heap of um, salmon. Uh, and does it? Yeah, nice. Yeah, salts it himself and Salt dries it. Cured it. And yeah, it's a great product. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 was it a great experience in Italy? Did you love it? Did you learn? Oh, look, it was Did you learn much? Yeah, it was great. Look, it was great. It was a great just the culture, you know. And it was just going back to, to tradi- tradi- tradition, you know, and keeping it 
and because we're because obviously the area where um, where I was, it's actually it's like the I guess the Sorrento of Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Or Mornington Peninsula. You know, yeah. it's quite. It's, it's where all the locals would holiday. Yeah, so there was yeah. it wasn't touristy. You know. Um, and it was a great experience, you know, just the produce, just working with produce that's so seasonal, yeah, you know, the yeah. tomatoes. It is what it is, yeah, the, yeah. You know, the berries, you know, exactly. So not like, not like in Australia where you get everything all year round, you know, so... It's a very gamey area as well, a lot of wild boar in that round, yeah. that a lot of shooting in that, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, and you know, in the fields, you know, sunflower fields, the corn fields, it's just everything there. It's just like, yeah, so it was great. And... It's just a good experience, and I preferred to do, preferred to have done that than you know after that after that stint. I went, I was in London, and I was, my mum was convincing me to stay in London to to work, and after you know I didn't really you know at the end of the day, no offence, I wasn't wasn't really I didn't really want to do that type of cuisine. Yeah, yeah. Anymore, all that um, do do English British food, so I ended up coming back to Australia. 2003 and started working for Jeff Lindsay at Pearl. How was that? And that's where, and that's where, and that's from where, that's where I kind of my love of Asian food really took off. Mm-hmm. Um, having, although having spent, so I said that before I went away to Italy, I actually worked at a place called Ocha um, casually. I used to go and make sushi with yeah, the sushi okay. chef there. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of like I gave me a bit of a tasting to Japanese cuisine. You know, I just used to roll all the sushi and do the nigiri and stuff for him. And, um, that was great. And so then coming back and working for Jeff Lindsay, doing that modern, modern Asian, modern Australian, and that's kind of exploded. Yeah, My, my, my taste buds and to, 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 and, to cook, to cook, and to cook it professionally as well, not just as, you know, dibble-dabble. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And that's where I kind of like everything else is. Have you travelled any, any of that region? Yeah, so I have. So, you know, obviously I've been fortunate enough in the last 10, 10 15 years now. To have cooked, you know, lived. I lived in Hong Kong and cooked there for, for doing doing stuff there for Pearl. Um, you know, New York, I've done New York, but also travelled around, you know, throughout India and cooked there as well. Yeah, nice. So, been very fortunate where you know, obviously, you know, chefs are very we're very transitional. We can we can we can work anywhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, so one of the reasons I took this job. Yeah, up, correct. You know, yeah, and that's yeah. why. And so, I guess that's why I was a really. Good, it's been an amazing experience. Even even to this day, you know, I was just up in daydreaming the wit Sundays cooking, you know, and I, I and I go to Singapore every year now for the last five years to do a lunch there. So you know, going to Singapore is a, like is is a is a bit of a treat in the sense of like when you go into those kitchens, you know, cook at the Grand Hyatt. You go into the you go into a cool room and you got you got tomatoes from Australia, eggplant from Holland, chickens from Brazil, yeah. you know, oysters from. Um, Scotland, yeah, Shetland oysters. Yeah, you know, yeah, salmon yeah. from salmon from yeah. Scotland or yeah, America, yeah. langoustines. Yeah, langoustines. It's yeah, like yeah. this. You got this whole international, you know, it's a hub in it as well. Singapore now. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? There's a lot of there's a lot of different people. There's a lot of businesses coming out of there. Big businesses yeah. coming out of Singapore. And you have to fly everything in because I don't grow anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I love Singapore. It's a great yeah. spot. Yeah, it's good and it's great because I take the kids there with me, and it's a great, yeah, clean, safe, yeah, 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 and the food's amazing. The, what is it? The hawker stall is that what they call them? Yeah, yeah. hawker, yeah, hawker stalls. Yeah. And you go and get like, I remember when I first went there, and they're like, no, no, you just get your drink from that one, and your noodles yeah, from that correct. one, yeah, and your broth yeah, from honey, that yeah, one. Honey, chicken, chicken and rice. Yeah, chicken. And the, rice. Only thing, the only thing is, it's very expensive for alcohol. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, no, it's the taxes anywhere. That um, <laughs> that sugar drink. Did you ever had that? The sugar cane. Oh, the sugar cane. Yeah, sugar yeah, cane. yeah, yeah. That was the first time I had that. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, we don't get sugar cane in England. No. Well, actually, there was a dish that I first, when I first opened Coda, we used fresh sugar cane. It was a sugar cane prawn. So we used to buy fresh sugar cane and cut it down and then make a little prawn prawn mousse or mixture, put it on the end, put some noodles on it, and then deep fry it. Delicious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Coda's infamous uh, sugar cane prawn. <laughs> <laughs> you won um, Young Chef of the Year, was it? When, yes, when was it that? 
That was a few years back. Um, it was. Uh, yeah, it was a few years back when Young Chef of the Year for the Good Food Guide Awards. Uh, Good Food, which was back in 2008. So, How did I, that change your career? No, so, 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 I, I kept on saying I was the old, old, oldest young chef going around because <laughs> <laughs> I just made the cutoff. What was it, 29 or something? Is it? Is that the cutoff? 30, 30. 30 and it? I was yeah. turning 30 that year. Yeah, okay. I was awarded. Just, just, just squeezed scraped, in. Just scraped yeah, in yeah. before like, they were ready about to make the decision. Like, you know, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it did, because it gave me a, like, a, 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 this year, actually, for the first time, the Good Food Guide actually has, has awarded the Young Chef $10,000 in an airfare. Oh. And that's what I got back in 2008. I got $10,000 in an airfare to anywhere I wanted to work. And, yeah. I, and I wanted to go work uh, per se at, um, for Thomas Culler in New York. So I spent a couple of months there, which is great, fantastic, but not, not only for that experience. So that was also another experience, being able to travel the world. And then from there... I've always tagged on trips, you know, whether you backed it on yourself, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, you always work for a bit and then you go and travel, travel, you know, yeah. back when, when, when we didn't Aussie have, style, when didn't have kids and stuff and then my, my then-to-be wife would come and meet me and we would travel to travel the world together. Yeah. Um, and then She's I'm, in the industry as well, right? She was, she, she was, was yeah. she was, but she was studying. Yeah. Okay. So, but she just ended up in advertising. Um, and it tells about Per Se, yeah, go on. Per Se was fantastic, you know, like, you know, it was just stuff, but it was like, it's just, it's, it's funny how, you know, like amazing three-star Michelin restaurants like that, they have systems that they do to have consistency, and that's what it's all about in hospitality is consistency, you know. And it's just, you know, it'd be three or four parts on the plate, but the preparation to doing that and the way they executed it, like you know, they were still doing 200 people, 200, 200 people a night. And you think about how do you do 200 people yeah. at a three-star level, but it's because everything's set menu, like everything, you know, it's a degustation and everything's executed, planned. The preparation, you know, there was a kitchen there where we first start off where you just purely, you're doing, he's doing, he's doing veg prep. Yeah, yeah. You know the commissary just doing veg, veg prep, or there's there's a, there's a there's a fish chef that just purely does prep, prep, preps all the seafood, and then you got you know the butcher. So pretty much the chefs that on the line would come in, grab what they needed already prepped, and we're just doing the sauces and doing all the smaller things to finish 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 stuff off. Yeah, yeah. yeah so they didn't really do any of that pre pre prep. Yeah, you know, yeah. So you had the like, AM team and a PM team. Yeah, AM P. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you had, had had the ones on the line, and you had yeah. ones at and the morning that yeah, the, the prep. Yeah, so yeah. the prep prep. It's like like yourself start at six AM. Yeah. Finish at three. Yeah, yeah. And they do all the cones. I only know this one. My friend used to work there. Tom Anglesey, who's been on the podcast, he used to work there. And I went and visited him when he was out there. Yeah. And at per se, and he should have showed me around and all the rest of it, it was. And they, like the AM, they do all the cones and all yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, didn't they? So exactly. So did yeah. you? Did so? Did you work there? Did you? Yeah, I ended up. I ended up on the line. In the two months that I was there, so it was pretty. Cool. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> and they offered me a job. Actually, they offered me a job two weeks into it. They go, "Would you like?" And I was like, "America, New York, you know, visa, yeah. you know, the money was like, you know." And I was like, "Oh," and it was also like, not only that, it was like, hit thirty. I was turning thirty-one, and I was like, oh, "Maybe I'll come back and do." I thought, you know, you know what? Okay, maybe I want. I do want. I want to do a restaurant on my own. Yeah. So I didn't want to stay overseas. Yeah. You know. We'll, was going to get married the following year also with the wife like how did she come over here and um yeah and it was just i just was like thank thank you for the kind offer but it wasn't wasn't what i was really kind of i was in the next stage maybe if it was five years earlier like like i was like when i was 25 when i was in italy i'd probably would have done it but i think hitting 30 i wanted to come back i wanted to establish a family get you know yeah I would, put, put a plan put some roots in the ground I and it, and and it. and, and and I was very fortunate when I was in New York to have lived at a mate's place just up the road from Per Se, which was in Manhattan. So yeah. I was I was in I was in upper I was in the upper east side. Sorry, yeah, up yeah. sorry, upper west. I was in the upper west side. Easy. I was ten blocks from Per Se. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, 
but normally if I was to probably Queens move... Queens or something. Yeah, mate. if I had to move there, I would have to probably live in Brooklyn. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it was pretty funny when all the chefs were going, where are you staying? I'm going, I'll just up the road. <laughs> and it's like, what do you, yeah, like, yeah. What do you mean? So, it was... Uh, and I kind of just wanted... Yeah, I was getting to the next stage of my life. So, came back anyway. Next, you know, get married. Sorry, come back. Get, get married. I meet my business partners to do Coda. We met, we, we, you know, we met through my business partner's father. He got us together. I had the concept of Coda. So, so but, and, um, but before that, when was, as soon as I came back, I started, I went, went back and worked for Jeff Lindsay for about a year. Yeah. So in that time, I was preparing. You knew to, you were going to do something. I knew I was going to do something, preparing, get, 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 start, get, you know, getting all the ducks in a row, getting business partners together. We found a site. I had the concept, doing, a, doing like a, uh, and this is this is no no word of a lie. I had the concept of the Coda Coda came about by doing like a Movita style restaurant, but with Asian food. Yeah, okay. Which was the tapas. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's okay. how and that's share how, plate share plates and that's yeah, how yeah. it was kind of born. Not yeah, saying okay. that you know Asian food not, not, wasn't already like that, but doing an doing it doing it elevated, not a, not a two hat level like Pearl was, but doing it like around one, around one hat level, that um. That we did, and that's how and that's how it kind of works. So Coda was born, just turned ten this year, actually. Coda June June two thousand and nine. So I got so in two thousand and nine, I got married in January. We fell pregnant two days before we opened Coda. Perfect. Um, conceived or conceived, sorry, yeah. conceived, and then um, yeah, so. Like, this the, is the last one for a few weeks, so, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. so then I pretty much wasn't around. I, was, yeah, exactly. I wasn't. I wasn't at home for the first six months of my wife's pregnancy. She yeah. was. She was. Um, yeah. So I was working back again, as you as as we did back ten years ago. When you open a business, as you know, as you know, when you work for yourself, yeah, and you're doing, yeah. we were doing. You know, me and my business partner we were doing. We were doing six doubles. Six doubles a week. We had, we, used, we were closed Monday, so that's when Monday we had off. Yeah. So the business until the business was established for it took about six months, and then we kind of like started to peg back a bit. But, um, you know, we weren't paying ourselves overtime or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely want to get into that. Wait, what year was it when you were in New York? 2000, 2008. 2008. Okay, yeah, 28. Yeah, okay. And what was, it, what was the vibe like in New York then? Per se, must have just opened. I just want to just yeah, go over that. Yeah, a few years before then. But I mean, the, best, the best part about that time, and I look at it now, it's like I should have bought a property in, in America because the dollar was parative. Yeah, okay. So it was dollar for dollar, which, was, which made it so cheap to go out yeah, and yeah. eat, to dine, you know, with the Aussie dollar. Yeah, um, I, mean, I just got back from America on Sunday, actually, and uh, yeah, when you're paying an extra thirty percent now, yeah, it soon starts plus like plus, normal. yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's different uh, different over there. When you get a bill, you know, you either you're, the eighteen percent tips either built into it, yeah, and then the tax, so you're paying fifty percent more. It looks yeah. so it looks cheap on the match, <laughs> looks cheap on paper. Yeah, although, yeah. but I was in I was in Italy this year, and like the euro, when you, once you're in Italy. When you're in when you're in Rome or whatever, yeah, you know, like you get a bowl of pasta for eleven euro, ten euro, yeah, yeah, or yeah. nine euro, and it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, it, that just going out, that going back to that early thing, just going out, you say, like you say, for a bowl of pasta for ten bucks, it's or, or whatever. It's just, it's you know, it, it's so euro. accessible. Yeah, would, you, would you like 50, fifteen dollars, fifteen Aussie? Yeah, yeah, it's so and accessible. It's a be, and it's a, and it's you get you know that's what I love local about. wine. Yeah, that's what I love about Italy, and they're trying to be. You know, but how do they make any money? That's the thing. How because well, they, they make... just well, I don't. I don't oh, is it just like a lifestyle? Well, it's just different. That's no, it's the... there's no lifestyle, and that's why I experience. That's why I feel actually. I feel sorry, but I can. I'm very compassionate when I am in Europe. That I've, I've been there, done that, and I know, and they work a season. So these guys work these seasons, and I was even in Greece, and they worked. There was people where at the hotel that worked, even at the restaurants, worked from April to October with not a day off. Yeah. Okay. 
and they would make their money for the year and then from there they'd go somewhere else or you know there was you know she was a school teacher for example they'd work, they'd work the six six to seven months there not a, not a single day off so you go down there every day and you see the same person it's like and they're doing a, they're doing pretty much 12 hours a day <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you know and that's what and that's what and that's that's the culture there yeah, you know, yeah. especially hospitality as well that's when the tourism's there right tourism's there and that's what yeah. and they work there's no there's no overtime they just get they get paid their their salary yeah. and they and they work off tips as well yeah so you know it's a very big tip culture in america and in europe do you think it's getting that here or not we don't have it we don't we don't have that tip culture do you do you put we're going to go in get into the restaurants but do you put a service charge on the on on the bills or not we don't put a service charge but we do it's almost like standard in in england to put a service charge yeah no we don't so i know some of my some of of my friends got restaurants they put a service charge on sundays yeah okay 10 to 15 percent. i think that's fair enough which is which is now going to probably happen we are all restaurants are probably going to close start closing on sundays because of the because of the um penalty penalty yeah penalty rates or they're going to or you're going to cop a 15 percent Surcharge, Sur- sorry, service charge, and, and then that's not a tip. That's just to go into the business to help pay the wages. Correct. Right? Yeah, correct. yeah. Otherwise, if it goes into tips, the business can't take them because it, no. yeah, it has to be so shared out. That and that and also, you know, like a, like a, like any company or any business these days, credit card surcharge. You know, you go everywhere. Yeah, three percent or whatever. One, no, one point five percent. One point five percent is pretty standard. Yeah. You know, three percent for Amex and stuff, but that's yeah. pretty much standard now because, you know, for example, that. That costs. That can cost a restaurant having a little. Just having to use that machine. Yeah, what, per it's, se. it's called. So what's it? Uh, it's got an M on it. That big one. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. If possible, if possible, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If possible, if possible. Arnold or something. I think it's called the what? what? I think it's called Arnold or something. The one from uh, you know the night the big one from <laughs> Commonwealth Bank. Oh, you know the big, yeah. I think it's called anyway, Arnold. They, or they, yeah, they, yeah. They, they they can cost a business forty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Depending just, on which process goes just, through yeah, there, 40, forty to fifty thousand dollars a year. So how does it work? Do you, can you explain how it works? Do you know? Like, so if you. You, you get different subscriptions, don't you? So if you think you're going to do 20 grand a year through that tail or it's X amount, if you're going to do 30,000 through that tail, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you just you, 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 you just negotiate with your bank. Yeah, yeah. What, you, what, you, what, you, what, you, what, the, what the fees. But it goes up, right? Yeah, on that goes. I mean, everything goes up in life. Everything's going up in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's. Well, I think it's like they say, like, oh, how much do you think gonna, you're going to do process from yeah, there? And just, is that right? No, no, no. You keep it as a flat, flat, flat fee. Are you sure, yeah. But you don't. But you're just going to negotiate with the with the bank. And sometimes you, the person you bank with. Not that we start talking about banking, but yeah, doesn't 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 necessarily give you the best fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But like you say, it can it can cost you forty grand to have to yeah, 40, have forty fifty grand just just to have that little. Making, you know, yeah, yeah. and everyone's paying that. No one's paying cash. So now, days. so now it's but now it's better that everyone uses like the, the customer helps pay for that. Yeah, Because if, yeah. if you want to use your credit your card, card, you're gonna pay. You're gonna pay to use your credit card. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but then because then they get the benefits of the points. Yeah, you know? yeah. Frequent flyer points. No, or whatever. There's no cash. Yeah. No, you know, there's no cash these days. I was just talking to when I went to the shops the other day. They're like, oh, my butcher. I went to, went to buy something for my local butcher. Yeah, you know, and they're like. I gave her, I gave her cash, and she's like, I said, well, cash is king because you know you, you might spend 30, 30 bucks on buying some sausages or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But now everyone everyone pay passes everything. You know, there's some butchers. Yeah, yeah. Some people don't even take cash anymore. Cannons yeah. don't take cash. Yeah. All Be- card. Yeah. 
That why the why the staff can't rip, rip them off. Yeah, and they say it's a hygienic thing, so they're not handling money with butcher. Yeah, you know. but they're also you know like like all like you know a lot of places take no cash so because it's just purely also for that security also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, that's definitely it. There's, there's, there's no money sure. lying around for, yeah, yeah, for, for cheap, sure. you know, just for, to cash off and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And people can give the wrong change or, you know, there's, there's yeah. heaps of things. There's heaps of things. But yeah. anyway, you've got two restaurants, Coda and Tonka. Yep. And you say they that, that come around like because of the tapas and all, all the rest of it. How did, how did uh, Tonka come about? Because uh, my business partner and I, we used to we, when we had Coda, we used to joke about doing a modern 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 so like a modern Indian restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And then we kind of yeah that like you know long story short, it was born born out of it. We went and we actually went and did it, and you know I, I call it Indian inspired because obviously it's paying homage to my other to my hair, my you know my dad's side, but no one was doing kind of like a modern Indian in a kind of cool. Bit more sophisticated form, not formal, but sophisticated way. You know, there's, there's only like cheap and cheerful Indian, you know, Indian Indian restaurants. Pretty much, like if you had to walk down Flinders Street, pretty much it's all like that. So, I remember actually going to my first Indian restaurant. Me and my brother went when I was in the, when I was in the UK when I was back in 2002. Great down down Brick Lane. Great Indian. And it was restaurants. the first time we ever went to an Indian restaurant. We never we used to never go out go out yeah, to yeah. Indian restaurants to, to restaurants in general really. And then um, they were like, oh, this is a bit weird. So. The difference, I guess, at Tonka is being, I call it Indian inspired because we're using Indian flavours, but we're using the great great Australian produce that we have at our, at our hands, you know, whether yeah. it's, you know, ocean trout, kingfish, you know, beautiful, beautiful, you know, lamb, grass-fed beef, all these, all the amazing ingredients that we have, which you yeah. don't, which, they, which you, unfortunately you don't get in India. Yeah. Because, you know, um, their produce is quite weak because they just don't have, the, they don't have the, you know, Resources, the infrastructure, whatever. Infrastructure. As well, yeah. So, yeah, but the one, the the key ingredient that you know, one thing that I took from growing up is that my mother used to, when she used to make her curries, used to use olive oil. Mm. We never used to have ghee. No ghee. Yeah, ghee, yeah. ghee, is, ghee is one of those very things that's that's, that's pretty much like salt in a, in a in a household. It's just there yeah, in yeah. Indian households, and that's what makes you feel really stodgy and heavy. Yeah, okay. and it's not good for your heart. <laughs> no, not good, you know. So, and that's why, and that's how we've take I've taken that, taken taken that, and put that. To use in the restaurant where it's so I call I pretty much call Tonka a ghee-free kitchen. All oh, right, okay. you know the only, yeah, the only yeah. time we use ghee is um, well, we put a we put a bit of butter in the butter chicken, obviously. Yeah, but we just brush the naan with with some ghee. Yeah, yeah, okay. And that's it, and that's why and that's why people can come and eat the curries at Tonka and feel light and fresh and not feel like they've eaten, you know. Half a kilo of uh, ghee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I walked, away, I walked away like they wanted to you know, go, go and have a sleep. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and you had to, and we had to do the menu that was going to appeal not only to. Um, people, people, but also to women, to ladies, where they were going to keep it fresh, vibrant. You know, not everyone wants to. You know, because it was a very hard sell when we first opened. I remember it was quite a, quite a hard sell at the start when we first opened Tonka. Because we, we had, you know, when people were up for a book in a coda, we go and it's Tonka, it's Indian, and all the women would go, oh, I'm Indian. But it was funny because always the, the, the man in the man in the in the cup, you know, the man, yeah, yeah, the man sure. in the house would always go, oh, I love Indian, I love, I love, I love the Indian takeaway. But the women would go, I'm not going to eat that because it's just always really rich and heavy. Yeah, yeah. But once once people came and experienced it and taste tasted it, um, they realised it was much more lighter and fresh. and Indian in it because I was, you know, and and um and no no offence, we do get. Indians coming in, you know, people, Indian heritage coming to the restaurant, 
And it's like it's like it's like an Italian going to an Italian restaurant. I'm not going to spend thirty eight dollars, thirty thirty dollars on a bowl yeah, of pasta yeah, when yeah, my yeah. mum or my nonna can make it for nothing, you know. Exactly. Or you know, so it's the same thing as well. They come to some 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 come and go. You know, I'm not going to spend five dollars on a pani puri, which is like you know a little little shell with wood potato and mung bean in and, and aromatic water. Yeah. But, you know, you can buy a packet of them, packet of them for I won't, I won't say how much you can buy yeah. for, but, but <laughs> you can buy cheap, you can buy a bag for three dollars and you can be selling. Yeah, but that's yeah. just a to- totally totally different experience. Course is, course you know, is. so you always get tradi- you always get purists that come and have don't don't mind to give it, give their two cents worth but you know it's like you know it's like 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 things not always horses for courses definitely and i think both like restaurants like you horses. say horses for courses horses for courses yeah horses for courses <laughs> yeah the very the, you know the foods are very different but the menu structure and the feel are, are quite similar is that right would you say that like yeah, because it, cause it, is it, cause is it like, works is it, so yeah, the, yeah, so the concept that you look like for the style of eating that you want to adopt 100% and the th- you know the style of eating that I mean, the style of menu of Kona and Tonka, you know, having shared, you know, having individual dishes at the start, which people can just order per piece by piece yeah. to more like entree size, whether they're hot or cold, to shared mains. And the reason why I also like that, not only because I think that's also, that's how, sorry, that's how I like to eat. You know, I get bored as a chef. I get bored very easily. Yeah. Um, so I like to have little tastes of everything. And I, and I, I don't feel, I don't like, feel like it, I, degustations now hurt me because I can't eat everything. Yeah, I don't know. I like to, I like to have, I have a couple of bites of it, and I'm like, I'm done. Um, and so, and that's, and the good thing about that is, is that you go out to dinner, and pretty much when you go to Kota and Tonka, you're probably pretty much going to have ten different tastes within that meal. Yeah, okay. Which, so ten different dishes. Yeah, yeah. And out of those, you might go, okay, you might have a whole heap of one thing, a little bit of the other. But if you like, if you like, if you dislike one of the one of those ten. Or two of them, yeah, it's yeah. not going to ruin your experience. Yeah, you go, yeah, you know yeah. what? I'm not going to have the octopus next time I come, or I'm not going to have the butter chicken. I'll have the lamb curry instead, or have the trout tandoori. Yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't give you that you know if you don't get food envy because you're sharing it and you're not going to feel if you have one bad. I thought you know my kind of mentality is to call it death by a thousand cuts also because you keep on buying little bits bits here and there and then yeah, yeah. you know like anything the bill stacks up. But you have little bits. You have a, um, you know, but when you go to the traditional entree main, entree main dessert, if you get a bad main course, sorry, or if you dislike, not bad, but if you dislike your main, dislike yeah, yeah, it's your, not what you wanted, course, yeah, yeah, you're gonna go. I'm never, you go, that restaurant's crap. I'm never going back, go, never going back there again. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And I hear, I would, I would hear that all the time. People would always base the restaurant on that one dish that they had. Yeah. And it could be not one of the strongest dishes on the menu or it was overcooked or you just yeah, don't like it. it can easily happen, Or mate. you just don't like the flavours. Yeah, exactly. You whatever. know, so, yeah. So then, having said that, there's, there are staples on the menu now that have been on, you know, Coda's menu for 10 years, on Tonka's menu for six years. So, and they just, you know, as you said, we're talking about, you know, you get chefs that come and make, you know, terrines and pâtés and then pâtés Tuesday day, Tuesday and all that. It's the same thing at Coda and Tonka's. There are some dishes on the menu that just don't, that don't, that don't, leave the menu like the duck curry or the lamb curry and the, the chefs get sick of it but it's like this pays the rent yeah it exactly. pays your wage and this is what people come back for yeah there's, there's there's diners that will come back once a month purely to have the duck curry at coda yeah yeah and now they're the first people to tell you if it doesn't taste the same <laughs> good because because, good. because after a while yeah yeah you get you get sick of it like i, I can't taste the curries anymore at coda had had so i've had so much of it yeah yeah like i'm just like <laughs> just done with them I get it I get you it know? honestly I totally get it and when you say like death by a thousand cuts are you are you like referring to like because I guess what I'm trying to say is what, someone could come in and just have 
two oysters and you know some a yeah. cold dish, a couple, 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 couple of beetle leaves. But then, yeah. but also you can come and have it at a banquet. Exactly, you have like you know fresh beetle leaves, some oysters, a tuna salad, a, a tartare. So you're rolling the dice a little bit in some areas. So is it just some you win, some you lose? Effectively, no, 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 no. no. I'm saying, I'm saying, it's, 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 it can, it can, it can add up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. very easily. Yeah, definitely, you know? definitely. And that's and that's but but also you can choose to spend a lot. By going all out and having twenty different dishes, or you can come yeah. in and have two dishes. But as a business owner, you definitely want the more, the, the more. No, you're happy to do. No, you, as a business owner, no, people can come in for a glass of wine and, a, and an oyster. Doesn't matter because it, because the best thing about that is there's no they'll, they'll come there all the time to do that because there's no pressure to come and order a, a degustation. Nice, and this, you yeah. know, it's just accessible. Okay, I'm, we can drop in for a glass of wine and a couple of beetle leaves. Feel comfortable, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and leave. You yeah, know, and that's yeah, that, and, that, sure. and that's all. You know, not being pretentious. Being relaxed, you know, but doing doing good food that tastes good, and it's about the consistency of it, and also giving the good service, the atmosphere, all those little things that you know you don't want to feel like you have to dress up to go out. Yeah, to, you yeah. know, you can just you can be shared over 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 any at any time. You can drop in, and that's what we do. We do half bookings, half no bookings in the restaurants because obviously being in the city in Flinders Lane. Half not what's that? Half bookings, so, so we take bookings. Oh, half, half the restaurant. Yeah, half, half the, half yeah, the restaurant yeah. take reservations, and the other half we walk ins. Yeah, yeah walk ins. Yeah. You know, and being in that golden mile of uh, of the city, so called, you know, Flinders Lane, as yeah, it's called. Yeah. Heaps you know, is around there. People, now, people right? just move from, from us to Cumulus to Chin Chin to Movida to Super Normal. You know, just Hazel just, now. Hazel's there. Hazel there as well. That's yeah, yeah, we're to check it out. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that had that liminal. That liminal had that chicken roast chicken sandwich, which is a bloody phenomenal. I reckon one of the best breakfasts is going around. <laughs> yeah. Up there, up there with the breakfast bap from um, Cumulus. Yeah, 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 for sure, <laughs> definitely. And you're saying that, sorry, co- the bacon bap, not the breakfast bap. Coda, co- I like um, the the waffle, like the waffle with the oh, with the with the, with the duck liver. With, with the duck liver, yeah, like, yeah, 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 it's yeah. lovely. That's yeah. lovely. Um, Cold has been going ten years. That's like that alone did a huge achievement, right? Yeah. And how has it evolved in them ten years? Um, look, it's actually you know what you walk into it and it looks exactly the same as it was ten years ago. Deco so wise, yeah, deco wise. Yeah. Um, the menu has evolved. It's pretty much that's pretty much the same in the sense of like there's 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 there's, there's those there's there's the hero dishes that have stayed the same, but. I guess we've moved a bit more towards a bit more Asian rather than say European, but you know, but we it can be so balanced, and I love that's why I love Coda so much because it's you can go there and have a steak tartare and then have a duck curry. Yeah, okay. So covers a lot of that covers area. covers a lot of a lot of you know cuisines and yeah. nationalities and you know tastes as well. Yeah, you know, and the reason why we did that and that's why we like we like for the menu like we'd always have a, a European flavored steak, for example, that way. People that came in that didn't weren't into like spicy food, yeah, would could have there's, there was an outlet for them to have um, something. So you appease you appease everyone, you know. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's great. And I guess for you as well, it's quite lucky because you've well, lucky, but you've got that you know the Asian influence in, in one side of your family, and then you've got the European, so you, you really can sit nicely in there. Yeah, correct. It, it, you know, like for me, it, it just wouldn't seem right to be sitting there. Like who who are you? You've never been. You know, you haven't spent much time in Asia. You've got no Asian, whatever it might be. But for you, you sit there like, pretty nicely. It's, it's nice. And you you did a, a gin. Four Pillars did a gin, didn't they? For you? For oh, yes, you, for we you. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get involved in that at all? Or? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. Um, it was very 
they're very aromatic. So it was a good, it was a, it was a very, we used to put Vietnamese mint and yeah, okay. some kaffir lime and some galangal and ginger and stuff in it. So it was delicious. Fopalas are fantastic. Hey? Yeah. So wow. one of my mates started that. Is that, you know, it's been a bit of marketing and uh, a good product. Yeah. Is it, so and is it just it. you that gets it or is it for sale or whatever? No, we just did about, I think we just, did about 50 bottles. Oh, just one run. like One, one, one. run. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, so hard yeah. to get a run, run with them. They're so busy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and now, now, now our good friend Matt Milkinson is. Yeah, he's, he's, he's involved there. He's involved there. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> the, um, yeah, they have some gym pigs that we were looking at. We're looking at getting. You work with a fair few brands. You, well, yes. uh, you, you do, is that right? Is it Temper? Temper, temper beds. Temper, yeah, ma- yeah. temper mattress. <laughs> that's a great. Um, that's a great. That's a great bed. <laughs> yeah. And Salt and Pepper Homes, is it? Yes, yeah, so I've got a cockery range that launched this year. So it's called the Adam De Silva range by Salt and Pepper. Yeah. So what? How so it's got it, a bit of an Asian, that? Southeast Asian kind like of bowls feel. And bowls. Things, yeah. Yeah. Bowls, plates. So that's great. There are two different um, colors, but the same style. So very textual, and not um, not one piece is the same. Oh, really? Yeah. So, but that's funny. So it's, it's quite a process. It's like writing a cook. It's almost like writing a cookbook, even longer. It's like at least it's about a two year to eighteen month. Um, what, project, lead, yeah, project yeah, yeah. from 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 start to go, start to finish. Bloody hell! And how did that come about? Um, so I got, oh, got a mate of mine own salt and pepper. So he was like, you know, we haven't done anything Asian. You know, he did George, George's Greek range. He did Curtis's Curtis's range. So he was like, man, I need to do. We need to do kind of like an Asian Asian range. Um, I said, oh, cool. That sounds good. Let's let's have let's have a chat and have a brainstorm and you know, there's a bit of a market for it. Yeah, nice. It's in Maya now. Is it in Maya? In Maya and it's on house in 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 house as well. And yeah. also, in obviously, all the new salt and pepper stores that are just opening up. Are you using any here. of them in your in the restaurant? Yeah, we use some of the dishes, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. they're yeah. more they're, they're actually a bit more uh, finesse. They're a bit more for the home. Yeah, a bit delicate. A bit delicate. They yeah. don't they don't they don't waiters banging into each other. Well, the waiters banging them on the in the in the, in the pot wash I get it I get it <laughs> and you work with Robert is it Robert Welch design Robert, Robert, Robert Welch knives as well so um, it's a bit of crack, 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 sorry chef knives which are fantastic yeah so of course they're fantastic yeah <laughs> <laughs> have to be fantastic I get it I get it yeah and how do you get on them do you work with do you have like a, a PR is it PR no look it's just, it's just it's just been um, it's a bit of word of mouth and knowing and knowing you know meeting, like anything Anything like as as you said, like with your business, just happens organically. You know, you just meet people, you have a chat. You know, you kind of, you know, if you're like minded and you feel that this is something that, you know, could work could together. work to work together. You know, what? you yeah. just be yourself. You just be yourself. Go out and meet when you meet people. You go cool. Let's let's chat. Is there an opportunity to do something? You know. Yeah, yeah. Are you always keen to do things? Yeah. You know, just like I just did a campaign for Aquila shoes. You know. But they were, they were one of the first pair of shoes I bought when I was a, when I was a kid, going from a boy to a man. You know, the yeah, first yeah. Pair of shoes my mum bought me, and uh, you know, so stuff like that. It's just, I guess, uh, being being versatile as well. Yeah, yeah. Because you know? you, you, like, your personal brand is like you know like there's a lot. It, go, it covers a lot of areas. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like crockery and cutlery and beds, and you, you do a bit with lover duck as well. Like, yeah, lover duck. Yeah, with lover duck, which was good. You know, like you know, because we always use duck, so that was a good, you know, good match. Good match, and then yeah, yeah. you know, develop some some dishes with them, and so you know, and it's a great, you know, as a, as you you probably use a fair, fair bit of fair, fair, fair bit of stuff from lover duck For sure, as well. 100%. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. No, two ways about you know, yeah. great Australian company as well. But uh, no, but look, duck's also fantastic, fantastic. Meat. It always it always features on the menu. Obviously, you know, Coda's duck, cur- yeah, Coda's yeah. duck curries. Yeah. Now now infamous. So 
Do you work with a digital marketing company, or do you have no. a, you have a, no. for the restaurants or anything? You just no. do it all in house. It's all in house. Website, just, everything. Yeah, just yeah, it's all, it's all happened. Yeah. So. And who do you have like a digital person, or is it restaurant managers? Or, no, certainly you know, so, so the website stuff. You obviously get to, you know someone up, upload it, but yeah, no, just yeah. So it just all happened. Just the yeah, the PR, the PR machine just happens organically. Through, and no one's in charge of it. Oh, so in charge of in charge the marketing. So it does. Oh, so like you mean like social media? And yeah, stuff like social that. media. Oh, yeah, so yeah, so because like, also my, like my business partners does a, does a, does the restaurants. You know, I do my own. I do I do my own yeah. Instagram because I think you know chefs. Once chefs kind of like let go of that and get someone else to do it. You lose that personality. Definitely. I think know? the restaurant can get away with it a bit more. Yeah. So you've got to do your own. I mean, you know, chefs got to do their own. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, that whole social media these days, how, how it, you know, how it exploded. Now, these days, it's actually, if you want to go to a restaurant, you just look at their social, your social, you just look at their Instagram page and you go, oh, that looks good. That looks good. That's, that, that, look, Definitely. That, that looks good. You know, you almost don't need websites these yeah, days. I, I agree. You actually, I've don't said need, that. you actually don't need websites at all because, yeah. besides, because you, you don't even need it for contact details or yeah, opening yeah. hours. You have it all on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. I think it you know, costs you nothing. I agree. Yeah, you know, totally people agree. build these websites now, maybe for the older clientele, whether Google or any Google, Google, but you know, definitely. What have you thought? Are you in social media much? Do you follow it yeah, much? Yeah, I am a bit, but sometimes it can do you. Sometimes yeah, it can do you do you bit too much. But it's a full time job. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, for fucking sure. Does, yeah, it does your head. It's only can do your head in. Have you seen TikTok? Have you seen that? No, that's TikTok. It's a new. It's like a new social media app. Like so, you've obviously Facebook, Instagram. The new one's called TikTok. It's yeah, fucking. Right. It's huge. Like it's gonna. In my opinion, it's gonna really pop. It's gonna. The, the organic reach right now on TikTok is next level. I mean, honestly, it is. TikTok. Yeah. Where does that come? The guy who was one of the top people in Facebook. Yeah. Is now gone on to it used to be called musical or music where it was like really for kids and it is still very young it's definitely a young um, oh, yeah. a young demographic you would say but it's it's definitely aging up slowly most definitely and the but the organic reach i mean honestly it is fucking next level i, I did a video on there the other day i swear to god it got four four 4.2 million views Seriously, no joke. Four point two million views. I got six thousand followers within about twenty four hours. No joke. It is fucking off the chart. The organic reach. It, you've never seen anything like it. What I got? It was a hundred and I think it was hundred and seventy five likes. Four point two million views. It just unbelievable. The organic reach. Wow. Seriously, it's going to be. Um, it's the, the what the if you listen to America and all the rest of it, they reckon that this is the the closest thing that's been in the last five years that can even think about taking over Instagram. Really? Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's, it's a bit crazy. It takes a little bit of while to get your head round. It's music based with video, but there's but it's there's yeah, when but I, everyone everyone these days watches video. I reckon the live videos on Instagram is what people watch these days. Yeah. It's actually a bit more interactive. Story. Yeah, story. Stories. Sorry, the stories. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The stories are the best because exactly. We look at people's feeds and like people are putting so heaps on stories and they're putting posting hardly anything. Yeah. It just seems like and I feel like Instagram is definitely um plateaued, I feel like. Like it's it's not it's a lot harder to get followers. It's hot, like now they've took away the likes, all the rest of it. There's a few areas where I think is positive or negative? But I just but so you like, know, you know that likes thing yeah, is that yeah. was only it was only really trialed in Australia. Australia, yeah, yeah. Because I was yeah so when I was in, I came in when I was in Singapore 
And a friend of mine who was there, she's like, no, I can still see your likes. I can see, still see how many yeah, likes. Yeah. But it was just they got wiped from all ours. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to bring it back. I have no idea. Obviously, you have no idea. Only there. I think it's for more teenagers, wasn't it? It's more. It was more for the teenagers. Well, there were just about more... the peer. You know, being like, you know, you're you're, you're that person. Gets exactly. More, you only got one like. You only got one friend. And what they were trying to do was bring down the barriers of creativity, so, so people couldn't just do like you know they put a picture of their ass and they get like fucking fifty thousand. But then if they try and do a thoughtful thing, they only get twenty. So then they do more of the arts because where they just didn't want to take that away. People could just post freely. It wasn't like too much, um, you know, st- uh, staging it effectively. Yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. more like click, clicks, post, click, click, post, and it just wanted it a bit more free flowing. But yeah, that t- it, it. When I was listening, I listened to a talk that the uh, CEO did, the guy from Facebook who's gone on to manage this now. He was saying that um, one of the top things, obviously, music, lip sync. Uh, dance and gymnastics and the other one is food is are the top um, posts on there at the moment like it's good check it out it's, you I'll know. check it out there you go yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting thing um, but I was going to say is with the social media and the rest of it you definitely and the two different styles of restaurant we briefly spoke about it but you can definitely see a theme of a brand do you know what I mean is that something that you, like you, you, you're conscious about creating a brand do you know what I mean yeah well, look, Does that make sense? Yeah, but it's also, if you're fortunate, you know, create something, you've got a concept, a feel, then that happens organically because people go, how do you create the brand? It's like, well, you're just fortunate that, you know, you work hard, you plan well, the yeah. concept, and then people takes off and that creates, that creates the brand. You know, but there's definitely a feel, or the colours are very, very similar. Yeah. The style of writing's very similar. Correct, correct. Yeah, and you, can, and you keep that, and that's what, and that was also, also the brief when we designed Tonka to. The, the designer was like keep the same DNA of Coda. Yeah. So when you feel you feel like you're walking into the same family. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And you, it, so you, you use a selection. similar designer. Same yeah. Design. Different design, but she did like you know she she took inspiration from Coda. So say, say the lights at Coda above the bar were then used as installation as an installation at Tonka. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so people you know people people say the difference between Coda and Tonka. So I said same same but different. Yeah. You yeah, know exactly. you get a different similar experience. Foods, food flavors are different, but the style is the same. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it, you know, it's, it's interesting that you've gone that route. Like, I think it's I think it's a good idea. Yeah, and personally. I think that's. And I was talking to an, an editor uh, in the good food. I was talking to someone high up, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, uh, you know, this is this is where I this is where I position myself. Yeah, you know, this is this is this is the type of food I want to do, and I know where I sit in the food chain or in the hierarchy or in the pyramid of chefs, yeah, you know, I'm never going to be in the top 100 or top 50 or yep, yep. whatever, but this is where I sit. This is where I position myself as a one hat chef doing great food in a good atmosphere, fun. And it's a, and it's a, and it's a certain feel and concept and, you know, experience, should yeah, I say yeah. experience. So that's the kind of experience and where I'm at. I'm at. And that's where, and that's where I'm happy and doing that, doing that style of food where I don't have to be, it's not too pretentious, you can, you, can, you can do like a whole chicken, you can do something a bit more finer, you can do all, all, and you can do all different types of food, you know, and it's accessible, yeah, you know, yeah. and do different types of flavours, but done well, and keep it simple, you know, keep it honest as well, don't, it's not, you know, the food's not overworked, you know, obviously there's a lot of preparation in food, in, sorry, in Asian food, Indian being in that same umbrella, but, you know, it's not, it's not too worked and it's not, too pretty, but it's yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you know, big flavor, big punches, yeah, big fun, you know, you know, painting with big, so as, yeah, as yeah. you say, you know, like to paint with the big, with a, with a wide brush yeah, rather yeah. than a fine, a fine little fine brush, I get it, you know, 
and you just want to be accessible. You know? I like that. There's a thing. Um, what is it? Feed, feed the masses, not the classes. You know, you know? No, no. So feed the masses, eat with the classes. Yeah, That'd be nice. We, you, you mentioned there really quickly about the chef's hat. Um, how important is it having that? Oh, look, it's great. It's good. It's good for, for recognition, and also it's recognition for your, for the for, for the for the staff that you know you're achieving a certain level. But it's it's great. You know, like I, I believe in that, and I think it's it's a great thing that. It's a recognition to say you're, you've, you've reached a level, you know, and we've been fortunate to have Coda and Tonka, they've both had one hat since opening, oh, so really? Coda, yes, which is fantastic, and, you know, the, good, the, you know, the age and the good food guys have done, done amazing things for my career um, and the businesses, so it's, you know, I wouldn't have, you know, never won, had that experience going to New York, and that helped propel my profile back then, you know, yeah. Um, which then helps business. Do so you think? You, yeah. Do you think it brings greater name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So winning that award helped. You know, say what what it did for you, but just helped. Gave me a profile and gave me a step. Gave opened a door. Gave me a step to to step up onto. And where I took it from there was up to me. Yeah. But at yeah, least I got that step up. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, it's like it's like anything. You give a chef, give give a chef an egg. We can make anything. We can make anything. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. can do it. Cook it any other way. Yeah, so what yeah. you do with it what, is what counts at the yeah, end of the day. It's a good. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, for sure. Are you nervous when when the awards are coming out at all? Ah, uh, yeah. You can always get nervous, but you, but you even get nervous before each service. Yeah, yeah. You know, you still. It's naturally yeah, yeah. to get that adrenaline. Adrenaline. It's a bit of anxiety. And it, it you always get a touch of anxiety. Are you ready? Are you ready? Have you got enough of this? You got enough of that? You know, is the team? You know, you got someone new on on on, on a section. Yeah, yeah. You know, someone new or not the week, but someone new. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the section, yeah, yeah, you know, enough. and yeah. you're, you're going to go down, you know, or you, does, does everyone come at once? Is it is is the you know person on the, on the door controlling all the traffic? You yeah. know, like air traffic control. You yeah, know, yeah, don't sure. don't don't get everyone at once, so that then puts pressure on the front of house. Then also then then it, then it, then it goes on goes into the kitchen. Um, you know, having all yeah. the dockets at once, and that's why we do two two sittings. Also, a for turnover, but b to be able to control it. So you know, from six to six fifteen to six thirty, then you have like a seven forty five to eight o'clock or eight fifteen to eight forty five to nine o'clock sittings. Yeah. So that way, there's just a constant flow, like and you know, and, 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 and everyone gets the same experience. It's, it's controlled. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Otherwise, you can just get hammered. But it's always hard. But it's always hard. The, you know, the start, people are late. The, start, are the start's always harder because it's you know, people always want to come at six. You know, the the fame. I reckon the famous number for people. You know. People request all the time to go to restaurants is seven o'clock at seven thirty, and you're like, "Mate, we're going to do two sittings. Yeah, got to make yeah, money. Got to double double our revenue by doing two sittings." Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if we sat everyone at seven o'clock, either restaurant would be packed, and then that's it, and you're done. Yeah, yeah. And you're only going to be doing half the turnover. So you've got to manage that, right? There's someone in reservations managing that. Yeah, do you, yes, do yeah. you use a system, or do you just use, we an use old we, book? No, now we use a system. We used to have a book, but no, we've got like um, a, 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 an, a, an office. We've got two people answering oh, the phones nice. constantly for but either restaurant. Yeah, for both. Yeah, But then, but then a lot of these days, so we do online bookings, but we only release so many because you know what everyone gets you know i get i get every day i get messages which is great never you know but oh, can you get me a book in here can you get me a table here can you get me a table yeah, like, yeah. you know i tried i tried online i couldn't get it you know so um yeah so you always accommodate you know that's it. and at the end of the day it's hospitality so you know people come in and they want a certain thing a certain way i kind of i kind of do it you know if i want to come at this time you kind of accommodate them you never say no it's hospitality yeah exactly. the day you say no is you're not being hospitable exactly no it's true <laughs> people get that mixed up though right i think they do i think people get you that know, mixed up seriously. you know and you know yeah so 
it's just being positive. Yeah, you've got yeah, to yeah. feel that positive energy. Yeah, if yeah, you walk, yeah. you can when you when you soon nothing worse than walk worse than walking into a restaurant and there's negative energy because they're either too tired or they're not busy, so they drop the ball. Or they don't want, they want, they don't want to be there. You know, as soon as there's chefs that don't want to be there in the kitchen, they call it's, it's like cancer. It's like, man, this is, it's like just go. Yeah, it's not for you. Yeah, go, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. Go, you go, 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 go. Just move on to somewhere else. Get something. Go, go work somewhere fresh. Get inspired again or whatever. But yeah, yeah. If you start, as soon as you start bringing the team down, yeah, it's shit here. Oh, the door, the door, yeah, the door, the door, the door's there. And I, and I, I tell them frankly. I said, you know, if you're not happy. Let me know. I'll help you find another job. And yeah, I do. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, for I, sure. and I'll bring my mate. You know, X, Y, and Z. No worries. Go on. Because sometimes people them. just get fed up of being there, right? Well, they're just like, tired. They're just they're tired, tired and, they and, and they don't know when to when to move on. You yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. Don't know, don't know themselves when to move on. That Correct. is so true. Yeah. And then you've also got a bar. You're gonna have to help. Is it? Talia? Oh, that's part of Tonga. Tong- yeah, and what, what is it? So Talia's are the little, we call them prison trays. So we could name it after, nice. name it after a prison tray. So we serve those at lunchtime. But um, yeah, so it's, which ends up being, it was a bar, but it ended up just being a place that people come and have the full menu anyway, pretty much. Oh, do because people, 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 they want to come and eat the food. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so you just do play. them trays at lunch, do you? Yeah. Yeah. What, is it like a like a, a little So you get a bit of dal, you get, you get a curry, some rice, you get some naan, you get a little salad. Great. Sounds beautiful. Yeah, and I seen and the the the, the co- cocktails. Is it like cocktails inspired? Yeah, cocktails. Yeah, cocktails. Yeah, so we've got some lassi. Yeah, so we've got some, like a you know mango lassi. So we've got inspired. Yeah, so we've got yeah, great, great. We call them mixologists. We have to call them. Do you have to call them yeah, mixologists? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how important is the drinks program to all your restaurants? Would you yeah, say? look, we've got a great wine program as well. So we offer you know, they just training there, and um, it's a great great variety of different wines and they always do wine training every day there's always different wines that they're teaching the staff yeah. educating or giving allowing them to try different wines should I say, should I say. yeah yeah opening um, the taste buds yeah and because I think you've got to be you know I think you've got to be across that you know, whether you're selling whether you're selling a $70 bottle of wine or a $400 bottle of wine that everyone should know what it tastes like mm. so when they do get asked yeah, yeah, you know, and we're fortunate fortunate to have that be able to have be, be big enough to where we have a wine program. We have where we have sommeliers. You know, we've got a pastry section. You know, um, as well. So we've got you know, gun pastry chef Kayleen Tan, and then at, um, who's the executive pastry chef? So she looks after all. Did all you, that. That's what I was going to say. You have someone that looks after both. So she looks after same both. with the wine yeah. and same with the spirits yeah, as well. So look, look, yeah, so yeah, and look, you know, it's a luxury to have pastry sections and big kitchens these days because yeah, yeah. you know space space not a space but also labor these days yeah labor you know it's expensive you know expensive and the whole thing about you know people doing 38 hours these days is that they don't when i when i you know i remember doing my apprenticeship back in 96 you know working getting 300 bucks a week you know yeah, for, yeah. and i was doing 80 hours yeah yeah for sure you know, but, you, but you did it because you wanted to learn the craft as well so it's not just it's just not it's just not um you know what's your thoughts on that then on a deeper thought uh, like? look i think i think if if i was if i was a young chef these days and i i got cut off at 38 hours i would i would still work more hours but work for i'd, I'd do it for free yeah i would be the same if i wanted to learn i wanted to learn and help and do stuff you know progress learn, progress yeah that's how you learn you can't do it in 38 hours you yeah, know yeah for sure so and I, and I did do that. I used to, you know, as an apprentice and all that, as a young chef, I used to go in. That's why I used to, you know, on my, I used to do a full-time job, but two nights a week I used to make sushi. Yeah, yeah. On my nights off because I wanted to learn how to make sushi and, you know, learn Japanese flavours. Yeah, we used to do stages nowadays off. Yeah, you know, you know I mean? exactly. So, yeah. And, that, and then I would, used to, I would come in, you know, if there was a dinner on or there's something else on, you know, a special dinner on at work or whatever, I'd come in and do it on my day off because I wanted to... Be involved. Be involved. Yeah, and yeah, see yeah, it. for sure. Yeah, and you know, see so it I think it's, you know, just it, yeah. learning that. Yeah, 
And what do you think it's doing for the businesses? I've got a few, I've got a little, just a jump in there, theory. Like, I, I feel like it's really unfair that all the top guys are getting hammered for it, basically. And the, the, the lesser people are going to get away with it. There's no way that the, the, the government or whoever it is that's regulating it are going to put down the same, um, what would you say, the, the, the same criteria for the smaller restaurants. Do you know what I mean? Like, so what it means is the smaller restaurants can undercut the bigger restaurants now. Does that make sense? Like if you've, yeah, you've, got, if you've got a big, if you've got a big name and a big brand, like, you know, two restaurants or whatever, they're going to come to you and say, well, how are your chefs doing? They're not going to go to Joe Bloggs down the street who's got one little restaurant with four guys, right? They're just, like, he hasn't got the money to pay the extra bills or whatever it is, so they're going to just turn a blind eye to them. They just are. But the big guys are going to chase, which they are doing, and dropping threes, twos, four million dollar bills to them. And make an example of them, hoping that it's fear mongers everyone else to get into line. Yeah. But what it, what it does mean is, the top people have got to then put the prices up or what do you think it's going to do with the business? Well, I, just, I just think in general, I just think in hospitality in general that we need to charge what we, you know, we, but we can't charge $60 a main. They can't, no one will go out because yeah. it just, it just doesn't, doesn't, the people's mentality doesn't, doesn't, doesn't work like that. So we should charge more, we should actually should charge a lot more f- for our, for our food yeah. to make money because yeah. our rent goes up, but we, you know, our rent goes up, the, pro- the price of produce goes up, as you know. But we don't. We can only really the wages again. The wages yeah. goes up. We only, we only can really increase our price marginally. Yeah. So as soon as if we charge sixty dollars for a main course, no, no, everyone will go. No, you're too expensive. Yeah, exactly. So we absorb. We absorb it, unfortunately. But you know, it's going to become a day where we just. That's, it is what it is to go out. Yeah, yeah. And it is exactly. what it is to cost to buy food. You know, whether you go into the supermarket to buy it. You know, but sometimes it is sometimes cheaper now to go go out to a restaurant and. and uh, and then, then buy all the ingredients. Then buy, by the time yeah. you buy all the ingredients, and I just think it, without being doom and gloom and like you know negative about everything, but like things with with like Hello Fresh and these kind of people, you know what I mean? Like that, that's another yeah take home food, yeah yeah take home food, Uber Eats, these kind of things. These are all you know people who are battling against restaurants. They want you to stay in and eat and not go out to restaurants. So that's their. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. their business. Well, Uber, Uber Eats takes takes twenty five to thirty percent off the restaurant. So the, the restaurant just acts purely does it for turnover yeah yeah to help get rid of so a mate of mine does it you know he sells pizzas and he would he would do he would say on a tuesday that's an extra two thousand dollars in turnover yeah even though he had to give 30 percent to uber five percent on it or whatever but at least he's at least he's turning over turning it over yeah and the staff he's got the staff there or whatever anywhere correct But it just doesn't seem right that the. I, I believe this is what I think. I think the, like a like a free range stamp or an organic stamp or a uh, you know free trade or whatever it is stamp. I think you should be able to get audited if they're going to stamp down on people. They should you should be able to get audited and get some sort of stamp like a yeah. like a you know the seafood we only use sustainable seafood. You can get that stamp or whatever stamp. You should be able to put that on your menu and say. We've been audited. We our chefs get paid for or our staff get paid for every hour that they work. This, that, the other, and, the, and but, do, but there's some. There's also the other flip, flip side. Does anyone care? Does does, does, there, does every diner care about that? Well, when it's on the project and it's and they're all talking about it, and everyone's going, oh, it's terrible the way these restaurateurs just this. That. Yeah, no, but we get we, 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 anyway. We can just we, there's, <laughs> we could talk yeah, about it. Yeah, we can talk yeah. about it till the cows come home. Yeah, but you know. 
I guess there's other, there's other, there's other industries where they do overtime, Definitely. and they don't, they, they, there's no penalties there. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. if you're if you're working in advertising, marketing or whatever, marketing, advertising, yeah. marketing, and you've got a campaign, a deadline due on Friday, twenty four hours, right? You're, and they're working yeah. twenty four hours, or if you're a lawyer and you're working on a case, you know, they're not getting paid. They're not knocking off after thirty eight hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's crazy. It anyway, is. It is. I get it. I get it. And how often do you change it? I know you say you've got the staff. Well, we change. We change. We change about twenty percent of the menu. 25% of the menu. Every season? Well, see, yeah, seasonally and just, you know, when, when the way the dishes, you know, progress is that you put on a special. Okay, so I'll go through the whole process. It gets put on as a special. We do a tasting with the front of the house, and, you know, and the chefs and then we kind of, you know, might fine tune it. It goes on the menu, see, it, goes, it gets verbal, verbalised as a special and then if it's great and it works and then we, then we kind of slot it into making that whole kind of balance. Yeah. You know, and that's, yeah. how, and that's how great dishes um you know, a great dish is, is um, created. Developed. In, yeah. yeah. It fits in. And, then, and you've gone through the process. You've jumped through enough hurdles for it to be a good dish where people go, you know, that's a good dish. But not, you know, at the end of the day, as I say to people when they come, I said, you might not like every dish. I don't get, I don't get offended if you don't eat, eat every dish or if you don't like every dish because everyone has different palates. Yeah, different, yeah, you know, exactly. different, you know, Just like I do. So, And it depends what mood you're in. There's heat. There's so much as well that goes oh, into it. So much that know. goes into it. And your business partners, you've got, I haven't got many more. Um, you've got business partners. How did you find them? Um, through, my, through, my, through, my, through my business partner's father. So he, he got us together back in 2008. Yeah. So... And, um, Are they hospitality yeah, or yeah, not? Hospitality, yeah, hospitality, I've got two work, work, hospitality, Michael and Kate, who yeah, do the, okay. look after the front of the house and do a fantastic job. And then um, I was on the, I was in the kitchen, and then just grew, grew from there. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so it's great. You know, you need you need people with the same same. You know, controlling the front and the back. Definitely. You know? It makes it easier, huh? Well, yeah, exactly. You know, people with vested interests and you know, vested, yeah, yeah, exactly. in, yeah. And vision and you know. And skin in it, skin in it, and a bit of, you know, skin in the game and heart in it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, I guess we have that. With you know, because I can't, you know, I can't, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a waiter. Yeah, yeah. Or a maitre d' or yeah, a restaurant yeah. manager, you know, I'm in the kitchen. So vice versa. Definitely. You know, exactly. I can like any, so it's a, it's a team, it's a team effort. You, um, you, you, like you say, you've got a lot on all the different brands. How do you manage your time? Do you have any techniques that you do to manage your time? No, well, sometimes it rains, sometimes, it, sometimes it, when it rains, it pours or when it's, you know, just juggling, just juggling, you know. I've got, I've got three, three young kids as well, juggling, yeah, juggling, yeah. juggling commitments with them as well. Diary and or anything? Do you yeah, diary, just again, just dead calendar. But, you know, look, as people say, you know, do you, do you, well, it's, 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 you know, the restaurants open seven days a week, lunch and dinner. So it's always, there's always something happening every day. Yeah, you know, yeah. So I like to, so to, to escape all that, to the, you know, if it's a bit hectic, I, I like to go play golf. So I try and play golf once a week. Okay. That's so nice. that's my little, escape, you know, escape for four hours and yeah, go hang out yeah. with mates and play golf. And yeah, I just wondered chat. how you like, because I'm on. struggling with it, man. Honestly, it's something that I'm for, like, and now we're getting busier and there's more commitments, meetings and this and that. The other, fuck, I'm terrible. Like, I, I'm really bad. I, I don't know how. Just a calendar. Just put, just, put in your phone, put, in your calendar. And then when do you look, have, have, have reminders? And, yeah. Then when do you look at it in the morning and say, I'm going to well, yeah, do that and, or yeah, the night yeah, before? Yeah, is yeah, that like what before? you do? Yeah. Or put a whiteboard up. Do a whiteboard and do the next days. Write it down. Yeah. Just put it. Or your week. Do a week. So also at home. So at home, I have a weekly. I have a monthly forecast. Got monthly calendars at, at home. We actually write down. What, things what like you know, got, got, you know, got to work this, got to you know, going here or got this dinner on or whatever. Just even social and professionally. Yeah, yeah. And you just write like you know, what's coming up, what's coming up. So yeah. spread. Also, you put, put all the kids stuff on it as well. Yeah. So you know, in the in the pantry, you've got like a whole wall of different months. You know, leading into the you know for the next four months. Yeah, that's a what fo- I need a, to fo- do. a forecast of just 
you know, okay, this is, you know, mother-in-law's birthday. Yeah. You know, whatever, yeah, wife's, wife's, wife's birthday or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. We've got dinner on or, you know, I'm going to the tennis or going yeah, here yeah. or... The thing, because before now, I used to think it would just be get up, Go to work, come home, days off. That yeah, would be, now, that would be my now, life. But now, but now you're creating an empire yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but there's more things. And when you're not used to it and more things coming up, you like, yeah, and I'm not fucking that good at reading and writing. Sometimes I no, write no, things down. I can't no, no, fuck, no, no, like, no, what the fuck did I write there? I'm like, what did no, I write? It's a good thing you're doing a podcast. You're not, not being an author. <laughs> <laughs> have you thought about doing a book? We have. We, 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 started, we started the process of it, but we haven't just been put on hold. We need, to get, we need to start that process again to do a code of, code of, code of book and a Tonga book, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. And do you, they're, 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 just, they're a good promotional thing. They don't yeah, make they exactly. don't make they don't they don't make you they don't make you money per se. They're just it's just a good good advertising. It's, just, it's like a business card, definitely. And if people have got it, it goes in England or whatever. They come on holiday. Yeah. they've got the book. They're going to come and you know, especially with the tennis and things. You know, a lot. Yeah, of just anything. Just like you know, people coming to the restaurant want a keepsake. Yeah, yeah, get signs. You know, it's like man, it's like you buy all these cookbooks all the time. You just like you, you, you <laughs> flick through them and you just pile them. <laughs> exactly, pile they just them. pile up. Yeah, <laughs> they just pile up for sure. Last one. How do you communicate? With all the um, with all your staff, like the managers, do you have weekly meetings, monthly meetings, forecast yeah, meetings, meetings, email, email, know. a lot of email, yeah, a lot of emails. And do you meet the share, like speak to the chefs yeah, together? Exactly, yeah, you know, but the beauty, bit the beauty about mobile phones these days, you know, yeah. when I was, you know, text messages, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, hey, young, what's going on, this and that. And it's immediate, you know, and everyone's got, always got, everyone's always got their phone on them. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, what are you doing? How's your X, Y, Z straight away? You can communicate straight away. So Yeah, yeah, for sure. And know. what about like budgets, GPs, all the rest of it? Do you? Yeah, we do all the KPIs, you know, give all the, you know, head chef KPIs to work towards. That way they've got a vested interest in what they're, what they're doing, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, with the, with the wages, with the food, you know. You know, because you know, I guess the biggest biggest thing with food is wastage. Yeah, yeah, You for know, sure. and then, but, but we're also fortunate where we've always been busy so turnover is very good in the food so you know we don't hold on to stock yeah. you know food comes in every every day a whole new batch of food comes in gets prepped gets gone. gets gets gone yeah yeah you know so you know they always say I'm trying to think who told me that the hardest thing running a restaurant is not is to run a it's easier to run a busy restaurant than it is to run definitely. a quiet restaurant definitely if you've got yeah. fucking salmon or whatever sat in the fridge going off you just say oh but that morale you know you're sitting there even, even you know, when you start off on a, sometimes nights start off quiet you know when it's, you know, yeah, so it's get it's, caught it's, out right and it's one of those quiet nights where staff become complacent and that's when the mistakes happen. Definitely. Because you fall asleep. Every time. You know, because you used to, as you said, you know, getting nerves or jittery before service. When you know you're going to be full, chockers, you've got full by sit-ins, you, you, you're there, you're on, bo- you're, on the, you're on the board. But when you kind of like dribble, the people might dribble in at the start, you're yeah, like, yeah, you know, yep. You know, and as a, you know, chefs don't have a, a great attention span, or maybe I don't. <laughs> I get it. Honestly, I'm fucking with you. Do you do you have like do you, do you struggle with reading and writing as well? Yes. Yeah. Me too. And concentrate. That's why that's why this podcast has probably gone. Yeah, probably half an hour too long. <laughs> Definitely. As you can see, I'm looking at my watch, looking at my phone, looking around, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> going, looking at your notes, going, "Can we just hurry, hurry the fuck yeah, up?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. And on that note, let's call it a day. Adam, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Alright, cheers. That's all, folks.